morning. I am good. How are you, Lana? Doing well. So happy to be here. That is awesome. Um, we already have people saying good morning to us. Um, those of you that do not know who I am, I am Michelle with Reflecting Back with Michelle podcast. And I have the wonderful Lana with me. And it's Lana Raquel. And she's going to tell us all about herself. And um, let's just get right into it. You know, it's interesting. I have not always been into photography, but I can see now looking back how all of the dots have kind of connected over time. Um, when I was about seven, my mom and dad took me to Graceland for the first time. And I had this mm -hmm. little, little bitty Barbie camera. Um, you know, it was just this little plastic thing and of course sure. captured the whole trip. But then I put it down and I never really thought about it until the next mm -hmm. trip and the next trip. Um, but what I would do is I loved to read magazines, particularly fashion magazines. Um, and I would rip out the advertisements and I would make murals and I would put them on my wall. Um, but it really wasn't until about 2013 um, when I went through some difficulties in my life and I just decided, you know what, I am going to leave everything behind for a while and I'm going to sell my possessions and I'm going to go to Europe. Mm -hmm. And when I was there, I was so inspired by everything that I saw around me and I was just constantly taking pictures. Um, my dad is also a photographer. So it was around okay. that same time where he was buying new cameras. He had recently mm -hmm. switched over to Sony. And so we just kind of got on the Sony train at the same time and mm -hmm. really started honing in, um, doing sessions for friends and family. And then it wasn't until I met my husband really that I got into it full time. Okay. Now let's, let's go back to, um, you kind of starting in Europe, like, can you tell a little bit about, you said that you're going through a rough time is, can you share, you know, something that you're, you're willing to share and then kind of how it transitioned to you going to Europe and finding yourself? Yeah, absolutely. I actually moved from Canada to the United States for a relationship and that relationship did not turn out to be what I expected when I moved here. So I found myself in a new country where, you know, I had some friends, but I didn't have any family. I was very much alone and found myself going, you know, this is a new beginning. What am I going to do with this? And it was during that time that I really found God. Um, I remember waking up one day and I was really down and I just felt, which is weird because I hadn't really been going to church at this point. But I just heard God say to me, you have two choices. You can either lay in bed and feel sorry for yourself, and you can lay here all day if you want to. Or you can get up and you can find somebody to pray with you. And mm -hmm. I just, for the very first time in my life, I felt called. I felt like something was speaking to me. Um, and so I did, I went out and I found someone to pray with me. It was very difficult because it was the 4th of July. Mm -hmm. My whole life fell apart on the 4th of July. Um, oh, yeah. but I did, I found this one minister who came and prayed with me. Mm -hmm. Um, and that kind of started mm -hmm. the journey. How did you me. find him? 
Did you like I Google for a minute? Like, how'd you find me? I just called different churches until I finally got somebody okay. on the phone. Um, and him and his wife, I just remember they both came out and we sat at these picnic benches and it brought me so much comfort. And I kind of knew that I had started, um, on this path and there was no going back. Wow. Wow. And what was some of, um, that person's words of encouragement that kind of put you on this, on the right path? You know, I think more than anything, it was just having somebody to really listen and understand mm -hmm. and kind of guide me. I mean, up until that point, I had never owned a Bible. I actually mm -hmm. would say to people that I didn't believe in Jesus. And mm -hmm. so, you know, he really taught me as much as he could in that very brief encounter. Um, he really was like a representation of Christ to me. Um, wow. And Did after you, that, I ended up moving away for a little while. And that was another place where I really kind of sunk into that comfort of, mm -hmm. you know, learning uh, who God was and, you know, really seeking the church and reading the Bible and kind of mm -hmm. having that little period of hibernation and healing kind of mm -hmm. to do something different, um, you know, away from everything that I was familiar with. Mm, that's good. Did you consider yourself an atheist or agnostic or you just didn't believe? I think I was more of an agnostic. I would say uh, at the time that I believed in God, but I did not believe in Jesus. Okay. Interesting. Gotcha. So you went to Europe mm -hmm. and um, talk, talk to us about Europe and how you got your camera out and some of your first photos that you took. So I was really influenced by the architecture in particular. Um, there's something just so beautiful about all of the detail and the tradition. And there's also something very romantic in it. And I think I previously mentioned to you that I have a background in theater. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Europe to me is very theatrical. It's very romantic. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just even sitting and watching people, you can get very easily inspired. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I was very young, I started doing musicals when I was about 11. And that kind of got me hooked on the storytelling aspect of photography, which is something that, you know, you think about a little bit, um, but most people don't kind of think about it a whole lot. Mm -hmm. You know, when mm -hmm. you're taking a picture, not only are you taking a picture of what's happening, everything in that photo tells a story from the emotion in someone's eyes to their body language, to how they interact with one another, what's in the background. So in a way, you're really setting the stage for a play, so to speak. Mm. And you can use- You know, I've never had that. I've never had that outlook before. You know, it's because I take selfies or I take family photos mm -hmm. all the time and I'm just like, smile, cheese. But to think about your whole environment that is going to be involved in that um, photo, that is that's that's spectacular. I've never thought of it that way. Well, it makes it so much more fun too. my favorite mm -hmm. photo shoots are kind of where people are willing to suspend their reality temporarily 
and dream and imagine and you know it's it can feel awkward at times because i'll tell mm -hmm. people you know can you throw your head back and laugh but mm -hmm. honestly as awkward as it feels those are the best mm -hmm. pictures when people mm -hmm. can kind of just let go and free themselves and be in the moment mm -hmm. now do you um, take auto pictures or do you are you on a timer like how do you typically structure your photo shoots well, it really depends on what I'm doing. I always shoot on manual because I like to be super mm -hmm. in control of all of my settings. I know exactly what I want. I know how I want it to look. Um, one of the things that I've learned um, that I didn't know at first was to really get my background tuned in before I even mm -hmm. tune in my subjects. So how do okay. I want this to look? Do I want the background to be blurry? Do I want it to be light and hazy? Do I want it to be crisp and dramatic? So really getting the background dialed in and then lighting my subject after that. That has mm. really made mm. a big difference in presentation. Wow. Okay, so I'm not a uh, camera connoisseur or mm -hmm. you know photographer connoisseur or anything like that. So when you say that you, you, that you get the background in focus first and then your subject like to me it's kind of like mind blown because i'm thinking okay it's all one right so is right. there a way that you can explain it to someone like myself that's listening like how do you get two subjects at different times like how do you think all that so i will have uh the person that i'm photographing i will have them stand in the scene while i'm doing it and okay. basically I am going to kind of um, change the settings so that I get the backdrop how I want it to look. So a lot of times that just means, you know, it's looking too dark. It's kind of a gloomy day. I would like it to look brighter. Maybe I want to change my uh, white balance and I want to make it look a little bit more warm. Maybe I, I don't want it to look so gloomy. I want it to look more like cozy and inviting. And so while they're standing there, you know, I'll get the, the settings for the background so that the background is properly lit. Because a lot of times what happens is when you're trying to light your subject and you're not so focused on the background, the subject might be perfectly lit, but the background might be too dark, the background might be mm. washed out. Um, and so, you know, you really want both elements of the photograph uh, to tell that story together. Mm. That's great. I love that. What are some of your favorite photos to take? That's a good idea. I'm get a drink too. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a little hoarse today as well from all the traveling. Mm -hmm. um, I would say I, I really like to do a lot of editorial photography. So one mm -hmm. of the things that makes me very different you know, there's become this kind of uptick trend in natural light photography. Mm -hmm. And I love natural light photography. Um, I use it a lot, especially on weddings. But then there's also situations where, you know, um, the lighting is darker or you want to just create something a little bit more cinematic looking. And so I have all sorts sure. of, you know, umbrellas and diffusers that I bring with me um, that create more of that magazine style that we were talking about. Mm -hmm. And so, you Here know, what I find really interesting is, mm -hmm. you know, I 
actually, when I went back to Canada, started looking through a lot of my old journals. And what I found very interesting was I had covered them with magazine clippings that look very similar to the photos that I take today. Mm. Look, so look at this, Lana. I, I don't know. Hopefully you can see it. So can you tell us a little bit about these starting from the left? Like Absolutely. So the couple on the left was actually a wedding that I recently did at Finley Farms. They were the sweetest couple. Um, what's interesting about this particular picture is that it was actually raining, which you can't mm. tell at all. Um, they were such troopers about it. You know, we went out, we got it done very quickly. Um, mm. This is one of my favorite moments for brides and grooms. So mm. you've gotten married, you're at your reception, you know, you're talking to people, maybe you want a little break. And so that's the time where I kind of pull the bride and the groom away for about 15 minutes and we go and do sunset pictures. Mm, okay. um, it's always it's always such a lovely break for them. Um, and you get like the most dynamic photos as well. The lighting's perfect. Nobody else is around. It's a really good little private moment for the two of them. Mm. And then what about top right? Okay, so the top right was actually a styled shoot that I put together with some models from Boost. Um, maybe a year or two ago, I had been working pretty heavily with training new models that were wanting to sign on to the agency. And okay. so um, these two girls, other than Kara, they were both involved with Boost. And uh, we actually put it together at a wedding venue called Juniper Gardens. And so, you know, I, I had this idea or this dream of making it a picnic theme. And I really wanted to incorporate a lot of um, feminine, very girly colors. Um, one of our girls, she actually runs a boutique. And so she kind of uh, supplied all of the dresses for us. Uh, but we really wanted to go with kind of like that bohemian autumn uh, kind of just women enjoying each other's company, capturing more natural moments, but still with that kind of magazine editorial feel. That's one of my favorite photos. I, I like that a lot. Oh, thank you so and then, much. Yeah, absolutely. And then at, at the bottom, the bottom is just so chic. A couple well, of thank the you. Bottom photo right. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was actually for a, um, a bar in Springfield called Inner Circle. Mm -hmm. And that was during some of my work with Boost uh, Modeling Agency as well. And so we had a bunch of different um, you know, models and couples come out. Um, and basically, we were just trying to capture the essence of the place where we were in. So this is another example of when it's very important to make sure that you have those background details dialed in. Because if you're wanting to highlight a particular place, um, you know, you're not wanting that background to be completely dark where you can't really see the details of, you know, where you mm -hmm. are or what's going on. Super cool. Super, super cool. Thank okay. Um, so we're, we're going to pause right there. I need to mention our um, spotlight sponsor. Have you been into Metro Eats there in Springfield? No, I haven't tried it yet. That sounds yeah. awesome. Metro Eats is 2463 West Sunshine. It's in Springfield. Okay. I didn't know anything about it either. Um, Andrea, she is going to be on the podcast on the 21st. 
And um, she left corporate America and she just decided that she's going to open a food truck of um, healthy ingredient smoothies and uh, lattes. And, um, mm. and there's like yummy, yummy, like bites. Like, you know, they're, she doesn't serve a for, full course meal. They're just like bites to eat um, appetizers type things. And they're, it's all 100% nutritious. And so mm. she actually is giving a 50% off their first drink order. So when you're in Springfield, go see Andrea and she'd love to hook you up and give you 50% off. So what are you currently working on? So this year is going to be a little bit of a pivot for me. Um, obviously, I'm still leaning heavily into servicing my wedding clients and my families. Um, I'm going to be doing some more traveling. I have a wedding in Mexico this summer. So kind of hoping to pick up more of those destination weddings. Um, okay. It's also going to be a different year because my husband and I would like to start a family. So mm, I'm fun. kind of shifting years um because you know up until this point this business has really been my baby so morning to night you know when you own your own business you are go 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 but you love it you know it's it's so rewarding it's also it um it's very healing and you know mm -hmm. if you're having a hard day if something's bothering you you know you have a creative outlet that you can pour into um, it's also connected me with so many different people in the community. Um, you know, every time I'm going to do a shoot, I always pray before I go. And I say, like, God, please help me to be a blessing to these people. Um, you know, help me to take good photos. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of where my heart is at, is to continue mm -hmm. kind of down this path and continue scaling it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I would say... I've become very entrepreneurial over the years. I definitely have a growth mindset and I love scaling something and watching it grow and flourish. Um, and I want to mm -hmm. encourage other people to do the same. And something mm -hmm. that really stuck in my mind this morning that I feel like you all need to know is that you cannot experience growth if you're in your comfort zone. And mm -hmm. You can do something and move forward and still be uncomfortable and still be afraid. You can still take action even when you're feeling that way. Um, but the thing of it is you're going to be uncomfortable either way. If you don't act, you're going to regret it. You're going to be thinking about it. You're going to be uncomfortable. But if you do act, you'll be uncomfortable, but at least you will be moving towards your goal. You'll be moving forward. And it really is consistency that's going to get you forward. Um, it's not going to happen overnight. You know, as much as we all want to be successful overnight, that's not how you get there. You were saying at the very beginning, because you've been in it over 10 years now, right? That's correct. Yeah. And at the beginning, I remember you were saying that you had to start part time. Can you tell us a little bit? about that like starting part-time and now you know where you're at currently um and this goes along with what you're saying that it doesn't happen overnight absolutely so um originally when i started i was doing a lot of photos for friends and family and then i picked up a few weddings um and i was kind of just doing it as a side gig i actually have my degree in accounting and so um you know i would go and do my accounting job during the day 
And then, you know, on the weekends and in the evenings, I would do photography. Um, it really wasn't until 2020 hit and I got laid off from my accounting job. I mean, pretty much our entire company did. And so that gave me opportunity to go, you know, what do I have to lose? I might as well go fully into this and take it as far as I can run and see what I can do with it. And every year I have scaled up 150% of what I did the year before. Wow. What, what would be your tips in how you scaled that successfully? So I would say you want to be competitive with uh, your pricing. So you want to examine what your peers in the area are doing. Um, if you're a beginner photographer, you're obviously not going to want to put your prices where a seasoned photographer would be. You'll probably want to charge less um, just until you kind of, you know, get your uh, photos kind of up to the quality that they need to be at to charge those bigger prices. So practice, mm -hmm. practice, practice for sure. Um, and you also need to have a... Um, a value added to everything that you provide, you know, be very uh, customer service based and um, just really try to provide as much value as you can with your packages. But I would say really, like I was saying earlier, it is the consistency. You know, I have friends who have been in this business for 12 years full time. Granted, I was part time for eight or nine years and full time for three. So, you know, they've been chipping away at it for 12 or more years. And now, you know, the only um, gigs they get are for, are for the very, very highest top weddings, the biggest, you know, 400 people luxury weddings. Wow. But mm -hmm. I think the problem is that too many people give up because they don't see the results after the first year or two. Okay. That makes sense. Sure. That makes sense. Wow. Well, we have about two minutes left. Um, okay. Is there anything that I love the words of wisdom that you just gave? Um, what else? What other tips or tricks or wisdom that you can provide us? Well, I think the last thing would be that great art is achieved through great pain. We all suffer. Mm. We all go through pain. Um, you know, having God to lean on has been my saving grace during that time. It also helps to have that creative outlet. So don't be afraid of the pain. Lean into it. Learn from it. Pain is the greatest teacher. And use it to better the world where you can. Because we're all going to go through hard times. And it's not you know, what happens to you that determines or defines you. It's what you do with it and who you allow it to make mm. you into. Mm, that's so good. Well, thank you so much for coming on and blessing us with thank all your you, words Michelle. of wisdom. And absolutely, really, really enjoyed it. And I hope that um, that our listeners learn something from you. And, um, you know, if they're entrepreneurs, to keep pursuing their dreams. And just like you said, the thing is, don't give up. You know, mm -hmm. I'm also an entrepreneur and there's times and I'm doing this by myself. Right. So marketing and and just everything that you can imagine, just trying to get mm -hmm. the business going. And it's exhausting, you know, and also working full time. So, uh, you know, my mind does go, hey, mm -hmm. let's just give it up. Why are you doing this? Well, you know, 
it just fill in the blank. And, you know, I, my husband, and I always have a saying that, you know, don't, don't give a devil the foothold. Right. So every time, every time I think about giving up, that's, that's just what pops in my head. And thank you so much for oh, reminding me. Mm -hmm. Thank you for what you're doing and all of your beautiful write-ups and all the posts that oh. you've made. Like I can really tell that your heart is in this and how hard mm -hmm. you're working to bless the community and spread encouragement. It's very much needed. Thank you very much. That's sweet. Well, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. You as well. Thank you for I having will. me. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.